Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beast of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, but he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Joel chapter 2 verse 21 through 23. In the early verses of this chapter, we see a description of a land laid waste by relentless attacks from the enemy. It seems as though all hope is lost. The ground lay barren, the walls are down, the food stores are gone, the beast of the field, the sheep and the oxen cry out for help. Now understand that that's physical and spiritual. Of course, it is the beast of the field, but also the sheep representing God's people and the oxen representing the laborers of his kingdom. All of this was happening because of an onslaught of the enemy and because of selfish devourers. All hope seemed lost. What good can come from all of this waste? And destruction around them that was on the other side of a judgment because of the pride of these selfish devourers it seems so desolate so barren so hopeless all of the blessings and promises of God seemed to be just a vapor of smoke a past memory but for those who held on to hope in faith and kept praying and praising and believing what God had spoken, that there is a reason that he takes us through these seasons. In verse 21, we see everything turn around with the sound of this one prophetic proclamation. Fear not, O land, for the Lord will do great things. Now understand that the land is still ravaged. There is nothing yet to be seen. But a cry went up. And in response to the cry, the word came down. And as soon as that prophetic rhema word was spoken, it released promise. And the promise released hope. And the hope stirred faith. And faith opens the gates of grace and grace brings life. In Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12 we read this it says hope deferred maketh the heart sick but when the desire cometh it is a wellspring of life. When God speaks it is assured for his word will not return void. Once he speaks it it's already released and nothing can stop it for he knows the end from the beginning and would not speak that which would not be so 
If he said that it will be, it will be. Therefore, you can stand in faith for it, no matter what comes against it, no matter how impossible it seems, no matter how barren the land looks. Remember that God specializes in bringing dead things back to life. So how does he bring a seemingly dead promised land or territory that has been trampled underfoot by the enemy to its utter ruin back to life by sending the rain? Whether it be a home, a church, a ministry, a school, a geological location, a nation, there is no territory that God cannot take. There is no land that he cannot make fruitful. Just pray for rain when someone or some flock finally gets desperate enough for change, gets hungry enough for the truth and cries out, truly, faithfully, fervently cries out, God will answer their cry. And his answer was, I'll send the rain. If we take that same passage in Joel chapter 2 back a few verses to get the context, we start reading in verse 17. It says this, Let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army. I will drive him into a land that is barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part toward the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up and his ill savor shall come up because he has done great things. Therefore fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Yes, the enemy had done great things, but the greatest that the enemy can do cannot compare to the least of what God can do. Therefore, when God promises to do great things in response to the enemy doing his own great things, you can rest assured that God is preparing to release the greater things. Oh yes, Lord, we pray for the greater things of your kingdom, those things that will put to shame the enemy. Oh, there's always been a counterfeit, a Janus and Jembers, but yet you always raise up a Moses to prove that you swallow up 
the enemy in victory. Oh Lord, as you spoke in John chapter 14, verse 12, we decree and believe today the words that you had to say when you said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Do you want to see the greater works, works greater than all of the counterfeits, the works of men, and even the opposition of hell itself? Well, then you're going to have to allow God to put you in a position where those things rise up against you and begin a boasting. Because until those boisterous wind and waves manifest, then we'll never see the power of his grace speak to that storm and say, peace be still, take my hand, we're going to walk on water in the midst of this. Can he use you, my friend? Will you believe and begin asking for the greater things? Now, going back to the context of our opening passage, let's talk about rain for a minute. Because in Israel, the rains came twice a year. The former rains came in October, right before the planting season. This rain comes to soften and prepare the ground to receive the seed. The former rain comes moderately, or just as much as is needed to prepare the ground for the seed, and no more, lest it spoil the young plant. Then after this season of moderate rain and seed sowing, there is a season of dryness that only sees random sporadic showers only every now and then as the plants grow. However, in April, the latter rains come. These rains are greater than the former and serve to cause the plant to put on fruit and bring in a mighty harvest. Scripture parallels these outpourings of rain to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The former rain can be paralleled to the day of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit was poured out to prepare the soil, which were the hearts of men, to receive the seed, which is Jesus and his words, according to Galatians 3.16 and Matthew chapter 13. Now let me explain something to you, my friend, that though both give access to water, rain is different than springs and wells. Jesus said that for those who thirst and would ask to drink of him, he would give them springs or wells of living water within them that they never need to be thirsty again. This is a personal indwelling of his Holy Spirit that allows the believer to draw up the words, gifts, power, and revelation of the Holy Spirit of God for themselves, even in times of external drought. For there is indeed a famine in the land, but not one of food and water, but one of the word of God. And I think that all of us have experienced that and can attest to it in our current spiritual climate. However, rain does not have to be drawn up. It just pours out. It is not hidden. It is external for all to see. And it falls on all manner of plants, including 
the tares. So while the well within the believer pours out of the believer to further their believing, the rain pours down on everyone, the just and the unjust alike, causing dry, parched ground to spring to life and ushering in new believers. The well sustains you through the dry season, but when the rain comes, fruit manifests and the harvest becomes evident and plentiful. So pray for rain. In fact, there's a scripture in the Bible that says pray for rain in the time of rain. So even in the midst of an outpouring, you're still expected to ask for it. Oh, church of the living God, it is time to pray for rain again. Because even though that internal well of the Holy Spirit is available to any believer that asks it of Christ, there have only been a few actual outpourings of his Holy Spirit reign through history. And they have all been utterly astonishing. After the outpouring at Pentecost, which is the former reign, the few scattered showers of his Holy Ghost reign have come to be known as the great revivals of the past, such as the Hebrides, the Welch, and Azusa. Yet there is still a latter rain coming, and the latter will be greater than the former. For the latter rain's purpose is to bring in a great final harvest of souls for the kingdom. James 5 chapter 7 tells us, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and the latter rain. So again, my friend, I'm telling you, if you want to hasten the day of the coming of the Lord, you better start praying for the rain. Now, let's make this a little bit more personal for a moment. Because we can clearly see this prophetic parable of the rains for its overall message. Yet, I also see this same cycle of seasons play out in the lives of God's faithful servants and the ministries or lands that they labor in. Many have experienced such devastation from the onslaught of the enemy. The devourer came in and wrecked their lives and stripped them bare. And in this mighty humbling, in desperation, they cried out. And God answered and rushed in to save them. He spoke hope. He spoke life and a promise to them. Then he sent his Holy Spirit to reign personally upon the garden of their heart and planted his truth in it. And in this season, they can see such mighty moves of God, both toward them and through them, towards others. The rain is falling. Everything they need just seems to fall into place. This is their former rain. However, too much rain on a plant that is too young to handle it will only serve to spoil and kill the plant. So the former rain is given moderately. Then, out of nowhere, the dry season comes. 
It's not so easy now, but the plant is still growing, even though it seems that at times it might die. So God sends a sporadic shower every now and then, just as needed, and the plant gets stronger and stronger. The plant might even question at times what it has done to chase the rains away. How ridiculous a notion that a tiny plant could run off the mighty rains, not understanding that to everything there is a season. Finally, when the plant is strong enough to take the weight of the real outpouring, the latter rains come in their proper season. The plants stand strong in the midst of it, and their fruit fully comes to bear as the harvest begins. At last, the fruit they bear in this mighty harvest is then spread out abroad to start new fields in new lands laid waste by the enemy, that they too may become fruit and bear harvest in their seasons. If only someone will cry out in desperation and be fruitful to pray for rain, both the former and the latter. And as soon as God speaks the promise of a harvest, proclaim it and stand on it, even while the ground is yet dry. For you always hear the Spirit of God before you see it manifest. This is why. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is in what he says, not in what we see. So pray, listen, stand in faith, keep believing. Because though I see clear skies and dry ground, what I hear is the sound of an abundance of rain. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance. Of rain. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.